Hey, welcome to Chantel's. This is your host, Chantel. What up, what up, what up? Hey, I'm back. We back. She's back. Back like she's never left, hon. So, today <clears throat> I'm recording an impromptu episode, and <clears throat> I actually got the perfect topic because it just fell into my lap, <laughs> truly. So I'm going to record real quick, maybe do a little, uh, it's not a little, big things, Big Shan. I'm Big Shan this year, guys. Um, big Shan's recording a quick 20-minute episode maybe about because I need to leave here by 6.30, I think. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm going to record while I can and... When I need to stop, I'll stop. So, how's your new year been going? It's been a couple of days so far. I've been having the best time. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying myself. Um, 11, uh, 1-11. Um, I've really been enjoying myself. I've been enjoying my child. I've been enjoying my life. I've had the opportunity and the joy of picking up and dropping Michaela off every day this week, which never happens. Um, so that's good. Um, last year that was not a thing. Like I felt like I spent so much time, um, feeling like, Oh my God, like I can't drop her off. I can't pick her up because it conflicts with my schedule. And her dad usually picks up and, um, drops off and does all of that stuff. Um, does bath time, does, all of the things really. Um, he does so much. Um, so thank God for daddy, right? Yes. Praise God. Um, so, um, I saw like, well, I got someone sent me this and I wanted to discuss it with myself, with you guys, because (laughs) this is a solo podcast. It's so funny. I'd be like, I want to discuss it with you guys. But I'm a crazy person, so I discuss things <laughs> with myself. Um, so this is the post. I'm going to read it. It says, this woman on TikTok went viral because she said, it's funny how our parents had the help of our grandparents and had a village that would help with the children so they could work. And it's crazy how they didn't return the favor <clears throat> for us. And it is because my mom had so much help. I remember living with my grandparents or spending a lot of time uh, at their houses. Even my aunts and uncles one time, I stayed a whole year. My son is seven and she has never kept him even when I really needed her. Even I even offered payment and she refused. Them, baby, the 1970s. Uh, grandparents ain't shit. <laughs> not saying, <clears throat> not saying raise the kids by any means, but to watch your adult children struggle with kids and daycare and not help with any of that, uh, assesses, uh, help with any of that. Y'all asses received, um, not help. What? Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Y'all asses received back in the day is crazy. Okay, it's hard to read it because the English is kind of off some of some of it. Um, but you get you get the gist of what it's saying, right? It's not that bad. Um, 
it's just my reading job. <laughs> so anyway, um, what do y'all think? I have a lot of thoughts on this. I have a lot of thoughts on all of it. Um, over the past, since I've become a parent, I have noticed this trend. I have noticed that millennial parents or like parents within my age, parents within like parents who are in their thirties and twenties are having this experience of feeling like, uh, they have taken on parenthood without a village, without in terms of without a village of people who they can rely on that will uh, aid and help with them uh, taking care of their children. Now things happen all the time, so you're gonna you're gonna you're going to need help. I think motherhood is probably the most isolating job that anyone can have. Um, it's so overwhelming. There's so much that goes into it, like you're a secretary, you're a chef, you're like the maid, you're cleaning, you're cooking, you're, you're doing so much. You're setting appointments. Like you're, you're just so multifaceted and you're being dragged in so many areas. And I think like having a village really determines your mental health. And there's been such an uptick in women who have postpartum depression, um, you know, preeclampsia, pre you know, during pregnancy and, and, and postpartum after pregnancy, I'm already losing my voice and it's only five minutes. Great. Um, there's this trend of that. And I really wonder what the connection is with like, just not having this level of support. I know for me, uh, I, my mom has done the best she can and she is continuously still doing the best she can with where she is. Like, that's where she's at. Like she is doing her absolute best. Um, not to say that she never, uh, watches Michaela and then this isn't even about her. I'm just putting myself into the situation of, um, just, you just never know what motherhood looks like. And you did, you don't realize how much help you do need. So like when I talk to people now, I really say to them, like, listen, when you're thinking about motherhood, think about it as if you're trotting the road by yourself. Don't think about it as if your friends are going to watch your kid or this and that. Your friends will say a whole lot of shit. Like, my friend said so many things <laughs> before I had Michaela. Everybody, oh, this is my baby too. Oh, I'm going to take her. Oh, I'm going to watch her. Oh, I'm going to this. Oh, I'm going to that. Like, these days, I don't even have friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even have friends. <laughs> So you can't like depend on anyone. You can't think like, oh, this and that and all this other shit. Nope. Nope. It's not going to happen. Like you can't, you can't think like, oh, I'm going to appoint these people. They're going to be godparents and they're going to this and they're going to that. Or my mom and my dad, they're going to this and they're going to that. That is not the generation that we live in. But I also wonder if it has to do with capitalism, like capitalism in the sense that, um, what if these grandparents can't watch these kids because they're so busy going to work just as much as we're busy going to work? Because like for me, my mom is not retired, right? My dad does not live here. My stepdad uh, lives here. Uh, he loves Michaela. He like spends time with her. Like Michaela goes to my mom's house um, once a week. I'm going to tell y'all the day she goes because y'all need to mind y'all business. Michaela goes once a week um, to my mom's house for a couple of hours after school. She does not spend the night 
and she doesn't spend like multiple days, right? Um, Michaela has never spent days or slept the night. Actually, she spent the night over my cousin's house, my cousin Dana, um, who is like basically my sister. Um, so she spent the night there because like Dana loves kids and she's just like great with kids anyway. Um, and um, I think that she, if she had like more time and more space in her life, like she, Michaela would spend a lot more time with her. I think like when she was still living in Jersey, she would like hit me up like, hey, I'll take her for you today if you want. Like I'm home, like whenever she was free. And she was just like a great person when it comes to just, she's just a great person just in general anyway. Um, so I say that to say like, I don't know if we're, I, I like to see things from all angles. So I'm coming from it from like, yeah, I do think that uh, there's an outcry from millennials. Uh, they need their parents to help a little more. Um, I think that um, we're all kind of struggling in terms of paying for childcare. Childcare, especially in the North, um, is so expensive. It's so expensive. I think we spent $30,000 on childcare last year. That is some people's salary, right? And I think, imagine if you could save $30,000. That's like down payment on a house, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. I think society has gone to a place where we're all just very individualistic. We're all just, you know, worried about ourselves and what we have going on and what we need and what we do and how we, you know, go about our lives. And we are not concerned uh, too much that it affects, uh, not, you know, we're not too, too concerned that it affects our day. Um, how our offsprings and and extended family members are doing or feeling or like I think back in the day everybody stepped in when someone was struggling with a child if I think about myself like there were moments when I lived with my grandma there were other moments where I lived at my aunt's house then I lived at my other aunt's house and it didn't take away from my parents. I didn't think any less of them, really, um, in the moment. Like, as a kid, like, I was just like, well, I'm here. Like, and this is where I'm at. Like, whatever. Uh, it's just so crazy how um, I think that that is just directly linked to all the mental health issues with millennials. Like, I think millennials are the most... I think, but it's also like, we're just the ones who are acknowledging the ways in which we're flawed, the ways in which uh, things are affecting our mental health, the ways in which they're affecting our daily lives, how we go about our daily lives. Um, so I don't know, like, I want to hear what you guys think about it. Like, do you think that grandparents are spending enough time with their children, I mean, with their grandkids? Like, do you think they need to step in more? Do you think that these groups of grandparents are deadbeat grandparents? Do you feel that way? Um, I want to know. Um, because I've really seen, like, I've seen so many people who say that, like, hey, uh, 
these grandparents, they're whack. Like, I don't, mm -mm. like, there's this whole video, like, that's mad funny, <laughs> like, where this girl, she's like, come pick up your grandkids, Teresa. Like, and she's like, help me, help me, damn. Like, she's literally, like, making a joke out of it, but she's like, like actually being like yo help me like I need your help like I need to go to work I need to make this money for these kids like you can't be in two places at once and I think as parents we don't factor in how much we have to work in order to provide before we become parents we understand that we're gonna have to hustle we understand that we're gonna have to work but we don't understand how like time is just gonna be against us uh and and without the proper support, you're like running against the clock constantly. And you feel like you have less and less time, less and less time. And you feel like you're just not on top of things because time is constantly getting away from you. So there's this like level of support and help that is needed. There's a village that's really needed that's like missing these days. And all our kids are being raised by their iPads because we're like spread thin and we're here, there, everywhere, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, you know, like trying to make dinner and having them be unoccupied or trying to, you know, clean up and have them like, you know, do different activities, bring them here, bring them to dance. Like my daughter started dance back, started back dancing today. She had dance uh, 945 to 1130. And by the time she was done with dance, I was dead tired, love, dead tired. Because I wake up extremely early, too. Like, I wake up early, I meditate, I do Reiki, I do all my things, and then I go about my day. So I'm always on the move, and I'm always exhausted and tired. I feel like I've been tired for, like, four years. Ever since I've had a child, I've been perpetually exhausted. Um, and so I just really think that the new set of parents needs so much more help and that's it like they just need a lot more help than they're receiving and it's showing um it's just showing it's really showing how uh it's just showing that I don't know I think maybe our parents are trying to show us like uh I, I'm not enabling y'all because my parents enabled me and I left my kid with them I don't know what it is but there's this sense of like that's your shit and I'm not getting into it like it's there's there's a lot of it's like there's an air of that and I've sort of experienced that um in my own way where I saw it as like oh I guess you just want me to realize that like these are the decisions that I've made and these are my actions and these are my consequences. So like me having a kid has nothing to do with you, but it does. This is an extension of your family. So it's, that's why you're a grandparent, like grandparent, you know, but what are you going to do? You know, you got to do your, do what you got to do. You got to make sure your kid is fed. You got to make sure your kid is doing well. You got to make sure your kid uh, is adjusted. They're reading, they're writing they're, And if they're not, you got to get them help. And if you know, whatever you got to, you got to get your shit together. That's just the, that's just the truth behind it all. Like you cannot expect for your parents to pick up the slack. Cause like, we all understand that we're all adults and like everyone needs support. We're all connected. And if we all helped each other, we would all be way better. But the reality of it all is that people want you to help yourself.
<laughs> nobody likes to deal with the person who is like unwell, the person who is just, you know, not feeling well or depressed or, uh, you know, um, depressed or just kind of, um, having issues all the time. Nobody wants to deal with that person, you know? Um, unfortunately, like for me, I do like, and not that I want people to be depressed or sad or, or anything like that, but if you're sad and you're depressed and you need to speak to someone, you can talk to me. I will listen to you be depressed for hours on end. I don't care. You know, I want to, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to process this with you. I want to help you. I want to go through this with you. I just, I do, you know, I do because I know what it's like to feel downtrodden, to feel stressed, to feel like I just need someone to talk to, to feel like just so alone. You know, I know what it's like to feel very alone, very much like afraid, like alone and afraid, alone, alone, afraid and exposed. And I think that's how millennial parents feel. They feel alone, afraid and exposed. And I think that our parents uh, criticize us so much that we're all in a place of like, yo, instead of you talking all this shit, help me. Like, why don't you help me? I would be so much further in life if you just helped me, you know? Um, and I think there's a lot of that. But then people feel like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat. I need like some. People feel that millennials are entitled and they need to like get, they need to work harder, do more, stop being lazy, stop trying to get shit easy and all of those things. Like there's so many things that are said when it comes to millennials and how they want to live. Right. Um, so I don't know, will Gen Z like save us all? Will they? They're very much more, uh, self-aware and all of those things, but I don't know. We're going to see if they will or they won't. Um, so I don't know. Um, so we're going to move on to a new topic. Um, So this is a video from TikTok um, <laughs> that has like millennial parenting versus boomer parenting. And there's a bunch of videos and they're actually very funny. <laughs> uh, this one talks about like boomer parenting and how they approach your kid that's bored when they're busy and they're trying to like, you know, do chores around the house or get ready for dinner and all of that. And you see the boomer parents like, yo, get out of here. Like, get out of my face. Go find something to do. Don't come back until dinner time. And me and my cousins used to freaking walk the streets. Like, walk the streets till it got dark and came back home. Like, after that. Like, we used to go all over the place. I cannot imagine sending... I mean, she's only three years old. But even when she's, like, 
12, 13. I cannot imagine sending her off into the world to just walk around aimlessly, like doing dumb shit. <laughs> I cannot imagine doing that. And like millennial parents is like, oh yeah, so we're going to go do activities together. Let's cook dinner together. Let's like go out and do activities. Um, our parents are like boomer parents did not do freaking activities with their kids like that like, it was not like a thing like you better get out of their face and like find some shit to do because they're not interested in your freaking um experiments or whatever is going on in your thoughts and the things that you have to say to them about how you feel about life like they could care less like you shut the hell up go read a book. Like my, my parents' favorite thing was like, go read a book and write a freaking report on the book. So I'd have to read an entire book and then write a report on that shit as if I were in school. And how fun is that? <laughs> so, but that actually taught me how to read pretty fast. Like I know how to like get through a book pretty quickly and also revise that book pretty quickly. Nobody is better <laughs> at that shit than me. Like, I'm going to skip a few chapters, but I'm still get the gist of the book, love. Um, Not now, but back in the day, I used to skip chapters. Now I'm trying to get all the information. I need to know everything that's going on in the book, child. So, yeah, um, it's just interesting to see, like, <laughs> how millennial parenting uh, is versus boomers um is there something to say that parenting has transcended uh or are millennials soft what do you guys think like do you think that parenting has progressed do you think that like gentle parenting is a thing like is it something that you practice in your household or something that works like personally i do practice gentle parenting i think that it is something that is needed for my household Based on how I was raised, there are certain things I do not have interest in doing. Um, there are certain things that, um, and not that I'm a pushover. I am far from that. If you know my personality, then you know I am not a pushover, right? Um, however, when I see my child like having a meltdown or like going through shit in her head or like figuring things out, I do not scream at her or like whatever, whatever, not to say that I'm perfect. I do have moments, but for the most part, I'm actually practicing how to, I'm sorry, my heat is coming on. It is winter and I live in New Jersey. Everybody knows I live in Jersey. So, um, yeah, it's tough, but I think that for me, that's effective. I, I see parents that gentle parenting don't work for or like that it's just not something that they think will work for them and I see that they have like kids who that would not work for right and not that they're beating the shit out of their kids but they're not practicing gentle parenting per se they're practicing not so gentle <laughs> um, they have to be a little more stern because their child is constantly trying to push boundaries and is um just a different type of child, like the kind of child who is like, let me see how far I can go. Let me see what I can do. Let me see, you know, 
whose feathers I could you know, ruffle today. Um, so there are kids who are like that, right? There are kids who are just, that's just their nature. That's just the way they give it up. And um, you find yourself, uh, you find that that type of child, you have to be a little more stern with like, hey, like you cannot do that. Like I'm being serious with you. Like you have to be a little more stern. Like there are moments where I have to be stern with Michaela because she thinks that things are a joke because she doesn't get like spanked or whooped or anything like that. So she pushes boundaries because like she doesn't really have like big consequences for things when she's three years old. Like I think it's unnecessary for her to have huge consequences at the age of three. She's literally figuring out how to exist and how to like be respectful or like what manners are, you know, like she's literally like figuring that out. Like, and I laugh because my, like Michaela literally will come to me like after she does something or says something or has like an interaction with a person, like mainly like her father or she's on the phone with someone, like she has this thing where she's like, she gets irritated with the iPad. So like her grandma may call her or one of her aunts or, you know, someone and she doesn't want to talk because she's like trying to watch Gabby Dollhouse or Tab Time or something like, and she just doesn't want to talk. So she like gets irritated and she's like, she hangs up on them. <laughs> like she just hits decline. She'd be like, bye. Like, um, or she like, she'll pick up and be rude. Like she'll be like, bye. And she'll just hang up or she'll just like, pick up and be dismissive and kind of like standoffish like they'll be talking to her she won't answer she'll turn her back she'll just be weird like because she's a little kid she doesn't like understand like I need to be polite or like I need to just not answer the phone if I don't want to talk like, <laughs> like so it's like very interesting um how to see her navigate that space like she was like she tends to like um do that or my mom like when my mom will talk to her or her grandparents will call her and she'll like get disengaged after a while and my mom will try to get her attention and she'll be like oh mom kelly you're being rude and she'll be like mommy i'm being rude i'm being rude like she'll question like she'll be like am i being rude like oh so now her newest thing is to tell people when they're being rude to her so she'll be like you're being very rude to me you're being rude to me like <laughs> she's been spinning the narrative these days. So I don't know, you know, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Oh, gentle parenting child. So I just, I don't know, like whatever works for you, works for you. What doesn't work for you, doesn't work for you. Um, you, and you have to figure that out and navigate that space and understand like not everything that works for someone else is going to work for you. That's just not the way life works. So you have to find your own methods, find your own way of dealing with things. I, me, me and my child and I, we have like a very close relationship and I intend to keep it that way. Therefore, I don't want to do things that will cause her to drift from me or not want to share things with me or be uh, close to me. You know what I mean? Or feel safe with me. Uh, I don't want my child to be afraid of me in any way, shape or form. Right. Some people parent in the way that they want their kids to be afraid of them. That's not me. I'm good off that. That's not, mm, I'm good. Uh, so that's, it's just up to you what you're interested in, what you feel like, you know, works for you. Uh, for me in my household, I'm not doing that. We don't do that over here. So, um, 
it's up to you, really, um, how you think about it. Let me know what you guys think. Like, what do you think about gentle parenting? Do you do it? Do you not do it? What kind of parent are you? How do you show up? How do you exist with your child? Like, uh, there's another video in this where it talks about, um, I'm trying to find it. Um, it's like boomers versus, um, millennial parenting. And it talks about, uh, it shows like boomers and how they react to like grades versus millennials reacting to grades. And, like, it talks about how boomers react to, like, their kids having a messy room versus millennials reacting to their kids having a messy room. And you see, like, this huge contrast. And it's it's very interesting to see, like, the extent to which people go, right? So, like, some people don't demand excellence from their child. Personally, I demand excellence from my child in uh, specific things, right? Like, I don't force her to read. I don't force her to um, do certain things. But, like, so she does dance as an extracurricular, right? She does hip-hop dance, ballet, uh, and tap, right? Her ballet and tap class is just one class, and her hip-hop class is a second class, right? And I demand excellence in those classes in the sense not your version of excellence or your perception of excellence, my perception of excellence, right? And my perception of excellence in that moment is like, you need to do your fucking best. And I don't speak to her that way, right? But that's my energy because it's just <laughs> how I how I speak, right? I don't speak to her like that. I will say, Michaela, I don't feel that you're doing your best, right? And if you're not interested in being here, then I will not pay my hard-earned money to be here because my earnings aren't to be squandered. I do this because I love you and I want you to have a broad range of uh, um, experiences. Uh, and so dancing is one of those things where you get to express yourself freely. Um, it's a workout. You're having fun. You're meeting different people from different cultures. And I think that uh, that's helpful to help to, you know, to be well-rounded, right? To be even athletic in the way that you see your body Um too often, like, young women, I think, are sexualized, and, like, men, like, they, their bodies, like, they work out, they're athletes, or this or that, like, and women are seen as, like, um, they're just, like, sexualized and stuff, so, like, I want her to see her body as not that, like, as something that she could push, and she could, like, her body is something that's sustaining her, and she can use it to do anything, and she is more powerful than anything, like, her body is, is just, a fraction of her spirit, her being, and all of that, right? So I want her to see and experience the world in that way. So I want her to have those experiences. Therefore, I expect you to show up for yourself, right? And I don't expect you to be in that class bullshitting. And if you are, we're going to have a conversation. I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to spank you. And I'm also not going to force you to come here. I'm just going to stop paying, right? So there's different consequences for things. Like for me, if there were things that would cause me to get smacked for like little things, right? And I was just a kid like figuring out life and processes and whatever the case. And it was not helpful. It builds up resentment. You, It just builds a void and your child will never open up to you. It's not going to happen. Because everything at the forefront of their mind is saying, this is a threat. I am not safe. This isn't going to work out in my favor. 
right? Even if it is going to work out in their favor, their the past has shown that it hasn't worked out in their favor. And so what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to show up for your child in order for them to feel safe in the world? This You're the only place in the world that is technically 100% safe for them or should be because there are parents who aren't creating safe spaces for their children and those people, death to you by a thousand cuts. Um, I just really think that we should be intentional about parenting, be intentional about becoming parents. I was having this conversation the other day. We should be really intentional about becoming parents. And I have the nerve, right, to talk. However, in hindsight, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And if you've gone through something, then you should probably prevent other people from going through it. I really believe that parenting should be intentional. It is something that we should think and consider and ponder about. Just as much as we think, consider, and ponder about going to school, think, consider, and ponder about our careers and where it's going and how it's going. We should really sit there and consider the benefits, the not-so-benefits, (laughs) the pros and the cons of having a child, the pros and the cons of having a partner, the pros and the cons of co-parent with and without a partner, the pros and the cons of parenting by yourself in the event that you and your partner don't work out and they also abandon your child. Uh, The the pros and the cons of, of having mental health issues Meanwhile, also having to care for a baby, a toddler, you know, uh, those stages of, of, of a child's life are integral. And you have to show up for them every day, every hour, all of the time. There are no days off. There's no break. There's no vacation. There's none of that. Um, and these grandparents not taking them. <laughs> so you need to make sure that you're, you know, on your shit. <laughs> you got to show up every day or the child won't survive um, or they won't survive in a way that you, that's healthy. So um, it's important that we do that. Um, and, and in the last part of the video, like it shows like um, a millennial parent, like uh, meditating with their child. And that was my favorite part because you know, me and Michaela meditate together and we have good times doing that. I'm probably going to do yoga later actually. And I want her to do yoga with me. We're going to do yoga together. And once I do something, she's automatically going to want to do it. I don't have to ask her to do it. Cause she like, that's the thing. Like I learned very early that my daughter is watching me. She's watching how I exist, how I speak to people, how I do things. And if I model the behavior who I want her to be, if I model that, if I am that, she is automatically that as well, plus some, right? She is going to be amazing, plus additional things that she has uh, added to herself along the way. So that's like, if you want your kid to be a good person, you be a good person, and they'll in turn be a good person. If you want your kid to not be a liar, you don't be a liar. (laughs) If you want your kids to not be bad, you don't be bad. Don't have a bad attitude. Have a good attitude, right? And it will show up. However your child is showing up in the world, realize that that is a, a, a byproduct of how you're showing up as well. Like, 
there's so many times where people will be like, oh, my kid is this, kid is that, da 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 Or you'll talk bad. People, I see people talk bad about their adult child or whatever the case. However your child turned out, it is your fault and your responsibility. You have failed them. They have not failed themselves. They didn't raise themselves. You're supposed to raise them. And if they raise themselves, you've also failed them. So in, in, in twofold, you failed them. If your kid is not a good person, you have failed them. It is your fault. I don't care what happened. If your kid ends up in jail, your fault. I don't care. It's your fault. Um, we're all responsible for our actions as adults. But how, how your child turns out, it is your fault. There is some responsibility upon you for that. There is a lack of guidance that have led them there. And so it is your fault. Therefore, that's why it's important for me to show up in my, my child's life in a specific kind of way and for me to be her bestest, dearest friend. I want it to be where when I'm no longer here, there's a wealth of things that my daughter has learned from me and gained from me to the point where she is ready for life and she knows how to operate within the confines of society, the universe, all of those things. And she's able to travel and transcend and do well within this realm while I'm no longer here. And to speak of me in a way of my mother was my dearest friend. She was my guide. She was there for me. She was so supportive. Those are the ways and those are the words that I want my child to describe me. And so whenever I think about interacting with her and when I move out, move throughout the world interacting with her, those are the thoughts in my head. I want my child to think that I am kind, that I am loving, that I am supportive, that I am there for her, no matter what she does, that I am there for her. And that's all that matters. And that is my job. That's literally my job. That's my only job. And so, yeah, that's it. Um, That's it. So it's, that's it. <laughs> I don't know why I can say, well, that's it. That's it. Okay, guys. Um, so evaluate and evolve. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, tell me what you think about the episode. This is like an impromptu little thing that I did. Um, this episode will come out on Monday and then I will release another episode on Wednesday. Wednesday. Hey, Wednesday, Wednesday, hey. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna I told you guys before, I, I will be releasing episodes twice a week. I am pushing myself to record more um, and release more episodes for the week. And so we're gonna start out doing that and we're gonna see how it works. If we gotta go back to once a week, we'll go back to once a week. But for now, we're doing twice a week twice a week, twice a week, Monday and Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday, and it's going to be good. Um, so that's it. Uh, let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know if your grandparents are showing up for you or if they're not showing up for you, if you think they trash, DM me about that. You know, tell me all your woes, your grandparents' woes, your kid woes, your toddler woes, your baby woes, your newborn woes, all of the woes, your pregnant woes, you know? Um, and that's it. Evaluate and evolve.